This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com acast and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Half Hour Fantasy Podcast. I'm your host Peter, joined this week by Donnie. How are you Donnie? I'm very well, thank you. How are you? Not too bad. No Tom this week. He's got prior engagement, so it's just me and Donnie. This is our last podcast, well, potentially last podcast before the season starts. Uh, so we will be active on Twitter leading up to it, and we can obviously help people out. I've done a people up with draft, I think that some people had non playing players on their team or didn't have Tav on their team or didn't have had players and a goalkeeper, second choice goalkeeper. So again, just throw questions like that, Tez, all the way up to the start, and we'll. Try to answer our best as we go along. We don't know every answer, but we, we, we do try. Right, before we get into the day's podcast, the couple of housekeeping stuff, the podcast leak is now live on the app. So if you go to your Fantasy Football Scotland app, open it up, and it'll be, I believe, just the league section, and we're the second one to the top. So you can join our league. Donnie's the current champion, but last year, I believe, it's because people didn't get a chance to. They couldn't be bothered running two teams, so <laughs> it's a shallow, a shallow victory for him. No, but I'll take it, I'll take it. No seriousness. We're going to have a lot of players playing this year. Donny's a champion. He's on the podcast. He's 36 last year, Donny? Yeah, sixth overall. Sixth so, overall, so um... he knows his stuff. So try to catch him, beat him. I think he'll be doing quite well. Also, the league, not a league, the cup, the starting off the season, the Kevin Van Dien Cup has is open live. I'm going to cap it at 64 teams. That's a nice even number for double legs, and it would finish in game week 10. So it's like a cup, 64, 32, 68, 42. We're currently got 45 names in the cup, so there's 19 places left. My quick uh, math set. So once that's fill up, it's oh, it's shut. If it doesn't uh, get filled by that point, what I'll have to do is I'm going to hold in Sunday, so I'll have to cap it before then and stop it and get a draw made because obviously when I'm holding it, I will not have access to do the draw on that. I need the alderns to hold in Sunday. So what I was thinking is Thursday probably will be the cut-off day. I have to stop it, so I'm going to draw down on Friday. I'm busy Saturday, I mean Sunday. So I will put a tweet out again. I will ask a usual suspects who haven't joined yet. I don't know if they're playing a game this year. We'll see up to 64. Okay. So, 
as we said last week, Donnie, we're going to kind of start this off with fixtures. So a couple of things yep. for new players of the game before we start is two teams you could probably rely on to say the fixture proof is Celtic Rangers, Rangers Celtic, whatever your preference is. There's too many heavy hitters in the Scottish football game, so don't look at their fixture runs unless they play each other. That's the only thing you need to worry about. Apart from that, they're expected to win the majority of the games unless they play at Aberdeen, Hearts, Hibs. That probably sticky. Sticky grounds for them. Apart from that, they're going to win most of their games, so they are fixture proof. I think Donny Lutte last year, Scottish football is a bit weird where most teams could beat most teams, so you could be sitting 12th in the league and you could be away to third in the league and wouldn't be expected if they would drop points. So it's just on fixtures, try to use fixtures, especially on players in form, using your heavy hitter players that you normally do. Dom's got a bit on this later. But we'll digress. We'll get to the fixtures, Dory. So I'm just going to quickly run through. Oh, first of all, fixtures. The most, who's the most important man in fixtures? Sutty. Sutty Show yep. on Twitter has a ticker. He updates. It's also Sutty's birthday, by the way. There's a happy birthday, Sutty. That's all I popped up on his Twitter page. Happy birthday. He updates it so you can see the league's playing right through. He will update it through the season with European games, cup games, any blank Simmons. So he's a, a, a must-follow and when things happen in Cups, well, you can keep an eye on that. And also, if you're not too sure of certain things, you can see how far ahead certain teams go before they play, for example, Rangers. So I'm going to come over to you, Donny, and let you start with the fixtures and see what you've took for it. And I, I want to add, I'll jump in and add as you go along. So when when I'm doing my, my fantasy football, I tend to look like three weeks at a time. Um, obviously, you can't account for injuries and things like that. So the first three fixtures... Um, Celtic and Rangers do probably have um, easy games and uh, Celtic got Ross County, Aberdeen St Johnston while the Rangers have Kilmarnock, Livingston and then Ross County as well but the reason I've capped it is three they play each other game week four um, and by the time you get to there you'll be able to have a good look but what's also interesting and what you touched on there is I tend to look at like you say when they play Rangers and Celtic so if you take Aberdeen for example they play Celtic game week two and then Rangers game week seven, so they've got quite a stuttery start. Um, but what does stand out is you've got Hearts and Hibs. They don't play Rangers and Celtic until weeks nine and ten. Um, so you're going to get a good run out of those two teams. Uh, whereas on the flip side, Ross County have got Rangers and Celtic in the first three weeks. St Johnston have got game weeks three and five. So just looking at those alone, you, you can almost avoid those teams or jump on those teams if you're um, trying to target them. But fixture-wise, as I say, just try and not look too far ahead because something always comes up, an injury or a sending off, and you just need to be worry, wary about But I think Hearts and Hibs have certainly got a good run um, if you want to target them. Ross County, St Johnston, teams that I don't fancy at the best of times have got terrible starts. And I think both old firm teams have, have got quite generous starts um, as far as the season goes. So that's that's where I'm at at the moment. Yeah, and just on that, when you're talking about the Rangers play selling season at game week four, the fixtures on the end it aren't exactly bad either. They both go to Celtic and yeah. to Dundee, Rangers go to St. Johnson. So we always say this, we always question it every year, but this time, or game week four time is, just ride out the storm. Tend to see, the tend to think the team at home probably slight favourites, so yeah, play one bench other. If you've got six, I think it would be quite hard to have six this year, mind you. Who do you think is going to win? You think Rangers are going to win at home? Bench are set to players. Rangers are going to win at Ibrox? 
Adventure Rangers players and vice versa. That's just gut feeling on the aspect of it all. Uh, yeah, I was going to bring up the Hearts and Hibs situation. They're probably two teams, but both. I'm not as high in Hearts as most, but I still think they'll finish top six. Yeah. So Hearts and Hibs potentially and should be top six teams. So the fact they don't play either any Rangers or Celtic until game week nine and ten, like you say, game week nine, I think is a big advantage. The only thing with that is they're both in Europe, so we don't actually see any of their team news. So it's on friendlies. We do see Hibs. I think Hibs play on Thursday night before the league starts. Or yes. Night. So you will see Hibs team. So if they're taking Europe series, you will see what their back line looks like, the midfield looks like, any maybe players you want to get in. So that's the only way they can help you get. And apart from it, recently look at the fixtures and what we always, sorry, the friendlies, what we always say, any other teams you're looking for, there's two rounds of cup action still to come before the league starts. I believe that right now, Saturday, then Tuesday, Wednesday again. So you should, yeah, that's right. you should see what players are. Not necessarily nailed, but especially that last fixture, I think, unless the team's qualified. I mean, I've been taking notes myself of who's played many games and ticking them off so I can see just for cheapies, basically. Well, he's played three games out of three, yeah. two games out of two. So he's probably in the manager's thoughts. Transfers, obviously, permitting big players on that could all change, but you can only go with the information in front of you. Right. No, absolutely. Just no. I was just going to say on that front, talking about Europe, Aberdeen are guaranteed uh, group stage European football, so they will be playing every Thursday uh, until Christmas or whenever it is. So they will then play every Sunday um, in terms of their league game. So from a team news point of view, that's going to be a sticking point. If you're going to double up in defence, it's always going to be a risk that you won't see any team news. So just little anomalies like that. Uh, if you're new to the game, you'll just have to get used to. That's true, yeah. You just need to also try to go for nailed players, like the keeper maybe, for example, or yeah. if it's St. Devlin or Lopez. Players you think are for fit, they're playing, so that's something. I don't even mention it last week. Did you mention the fact that the deadline's moved to kick-off? Did we say that? I, don't know, yeah, uh, I was going to mention it, but yeah, that's, that's pretty handy. Again, with Scottish football, a lot of the um, Saturday games are half-twelve. The Rangers or Celtic are playing away. It's generally going to be on TV and do a half twelve games, but if it's a three o'clock kickoff on a Saturday afternoon and we're all playing at the same time, you've got that additional time. Sometimes in a midweek, a team will play at half seven on the TV, and the other games are seven forty five. So again, just having that deadline removed, it makes a big change. I came unstuck one game week last year. The servers weren't very friendly. I couldn't get my my teams updated in time, and, and I ended up losing points. So. That 15-minute window where everyone's trying to update on team yeah. news, maybe Celtic have made some rogue changes that nobody's expecting. By taking that away, it just gives everyone that opportunity to update. Some Dundee United used to be quite bad for not updating team news. So again, you just get extra time to do it. So set your timers, give yourself you know, half past two or 12 o'clock, whenever the kickoff is, and, and just go in and do your team knowing that you're, you're not against this 15-minute window that we used to be up against. Yeah, and just on that, the first game is Celtic at Ross County, half twelve kickoff, and because it's a new manager, yeah. we're not really sure how the front line will look or the back line looks. So that gives you the flexibility to get and check and see the team at that point, which is probably a big plus. Right, Donny, we are going to move to Donny Dive. You've got something for us, so I'll let you take <laughs> it away before we get into the drafts and questions. Yep, so we've also got the, the full game released now. We've had a, a chance to look at it. Uh, so I'm going to go through positions. Um, keepers, I can do all the keepers because there's only 11 to go, 12 to go by. And then we'll look at the east position after that, looking at premium, mids and, and budgets. 
uh, for each position. But I thought I'll just tick off. This is something Tom would normally do in terms of the rules. But as far as I can tell, the rules are the same as last season um, in terms of points and assists and things like that. We mentioned the game kickoff. Uh, chips, again, just for anyone who's new to playing the game, you've got three chips. You've got your wildcard chip where you can change your team for no deduction of points. You get two of those uh, throughout the season and you can use them whenever you want. So you can use it in game week two and game week three. It's entirely up to yourself. Um, I kind of blew mine last year when I was in the cup final. I tried to make some changes and it didn't go for me. Um, a lot of people do it at the split or at the end of a transfer window, but you can use them whenever you want. Um, and that's you. You've got your bench boost, which if you've played other uh, fancy football games, is self-explanatory. You've got your team plus whatever's on your bench for that game week. Uh, and then you've got your... What's the other one? Oh, my God, I've gone blank. <laughs> Wildcard, bench triple boost, captain. triple captain. Triple captain. Should have known that. That's the one that got me my, my good finish. Obviously, your captain will, will score triple points. So you might want to look at a double game week uh, to do that, or you can keep it up your sleeve like I did last season. Very last game of the season, I played it and, and I got some big scores there. But that's the, the basics of the chips. Um, you've got captaincy and vice captaincy again. If you're new to the game, your captaincy will get double points, including bonus. And one thing that I find is quite good within Scottish football is your vice captaincy will also score bonus points. Uh, if it's a defender, they'll get the clean sheet bonus. If it's a midfielder or a forward, they'll get the goals bonus. Um, so that's quite handy. You'll have a captain and a vice captain each week that will, will get you points. If for any reason your captain doesn't play, then your vice captain becomes your captain. But something we'll always talk about each game week, who a captain and vice captain is. Now, because of the way that clean sheets are capped, um, you can only get one clean sheet, whereas goals, if they score two goals, you're going to get points there. I always think it's better to vice captain a, a midfielder or a forward. Just before I go on to the positions, one word you'll hear us use quite a lot. Again, if you're new to the game, is the bench trick. Um, so what this is, is, the order of the subs doesn't matter. So you can deliberately play a non-playing player and then your best sub will come on at the end of the game week. So it allows you to spread your bets in terms of your bench. Um, um, so when you hear us talking about bench trick, that's that's what we mean there. I don't think there's anything else in terms of the rules, is there, Peter? I no, it's pretty, much, it's pretty much stayed the same. I think that's pretty much covered. I was going to mention the bench trick. The only thing I've noticed this year the bench trick is in previous seasons on the app, the player is flagged red. So you see that he's not playing for the team and it'll tell you if you transfer. On that now, the player isn't. So you can make the mistake of taking the player out by mistake and then obviously he's not in the game anymore and he's gone. So just be wary yeah. of if you've got a bench trick player on your team, make sure you don't transfer him out or just do it by mess about with your team because he's not in the game to bring back in. And it's not like FPL yeah, game right. where the player stays restored player. He can't restore the player. You need to look for him. They won't find him. So heads up that one. Just don't touch him. Just leave him. <laughs> don't even put, don't even attempt this. Leave him, leave him your team. And, and don't, and don't be him. like Peter and announce to the game that, oh, this player's gone alone because they took him away straight well, away. Well, just to give people a heads up. I've done it quite quick. I've noticed a few players have left and they're <laughs> out quite quick. So that was just to give players a heads up. The Wolves should, there should the be more. Of the world. There was a Motherwell player went on loan today. Uh, I want to say it was Tierney, um, but I forget. Uh, anyway, it doesn't have to be somebody else away on loan. It could just be somebody that's yeah. never going to get a game. 
um, and and as stupid as chips. Anyway, moving on to the the places in full, we'll, we'll start with goalkeepers. So I've done what I think is the starting off keepers for each team. Uh, we'll look at their prices and then we'll talk through. Uh, some pros and cons. So the most expensive keeper in the game is Joe Hart, 3.4 million. Then Jack Butland, Rangers, 3.2 million. Calgary Saberdeen, 3.1. You've then got Hearts. It will probably be Xander Clark at the start of the season, 2.8. But they do also have Craig Gordon at 3 million, um, who is currently injured. Um, moving on, Motherwell, you've got Liam Kelly, 2.9. St Mirren is Zach Hemming. I don't think Trevor Carson is going to be playing for them this season. And Zach Hammond's 2.7. Ross Laidlock, Ross County's 2.7. David Marshall at Hibbs is 2.7. St. Johnson's new goalkeeper, Demetar Mitoff, uh, is 2.6. Dundee's keeper, Adam Legdens, is 2.6. And Shamal George at Livingston is 2.6. So what you've got there is you've got half of the league is 2.6, 2.7 million, which is pretty decent. And then you move on to your premiums. Your mother wills, your hearts, your Aberdeen's Rangers, Celtics. So I've always gone, I don't spend too much money in terms of goalkeepers. I will always just have one goalkeeper that hopefully will play the whole season. I don't run with two because I think the game's too unpredictable. It means you can budget elsewhere and spread the money in, in, in other positions. Are you similar to that, Peter? Do you? One goalkeeper? Yeah, one goalkeeper, one cheap keeper. I know at the start of the season, the Cups, a couple of the 1.8s were playing in the Cups. So I was kind of, oh, here we go, we could have two 1.8s. But yes. as the Cups progressed, the starting keeper has became minutes. The only one with that is, I don't know if you know, Ross Laidlaw has not been in any squad at all for Ross County so far in the is Cups. Not? So I have got the back. Do you know who there. it is? That... I think it is uh, but the point is don't have a look uh, it's cup games it's friendlies it's Monroe yeah Ross Monroe oh, yeah, yeah. They've, they've, got Rosses, they've got three Rosses in their team so uh, I don't know what the problem is I tried to search for it I couldn't find information from Laidlaw, Laidlaw why he's not in any squad I don't know if he's injured okay so, so you could start the season with 1.8 goalkeeper, but what I would say is uh, get yourself a bit of wiggle room because Laidlaw is definitely number one keeper. And when he's back fit, he'll be in that team. So it's up to you where you want to do that. Uh, on the goalkeepers as well, uh, you mentioned there, I quite like a lot of players at 2.6. I and mean, what it stands out to me straight away was Shamal, Shamal George. Livingston are more mm-hmm. than a share of clean sheets. They're a bit uh, unknown who they play every year. Martin Gill's a good coach, so I think it's a team they could do all right. If starting the cup, not bad, so that's another thing. And we'll get to my drafts. You'll see the one I've got right now in my team is Marshall at 2.7 for that one point more. And he's playing nine games without playing any of the Rangers. So to me, that's the one yeah. that stands out right now for me. But that's all up there. You'll see when I get to my draft. I'm one yeah. of the players that I think I'm definitely nailed on. Who's your thoughts <laughs> to keep us? Um, so, yeah, last season it was quite easy because Kel Roos was priced at 2.4. Um, Joe Lewis was was Aberdeen's main keeper, but you knew straight away that from the cups, Roos was playing. So you you got an easy run uh, last year. But there's no point getting Rangers or Celtic goalkeeper. Um, you'll be able to spend your money better elsewhere throughout the team. Um, Kel Roos, I think, is maybe just too expensive. Again, Aberdeen playing Europe. Um, you probably want a piece of the Aberdeen defence and, and maybe not the goals. I certainly wouldn't want to double up. Um, 
it's a lottery, really. Um, Zach Hemmings, the one that I've got my eye on at the moment. But as you say, David Marshall, um, just because he's a recognised name, solid pair of hands, um, I wouldn't be against that. All I would say is when you're picking a second goalkeeper, just be mindful which team you pick mm-hmm. because that will count towards your three from each team. Uh, so don't go picking the Rangers back up, uh, Kieran Wright, uh, or anything like that, because then you'll find yourself coming unstuck. Um, so you know, go for a Dundee or a Ross County backup goalie that you know. I doubt you'll ever have three Dundee players in in your team. So just watch on that one. Um, likewise, if you think, well, I'm going to pick the Aberdeen goalkeeper, and then I'm going to pick the Aberdeen backup goalkeeper, and then if Bruce gets injured, I'll, I'll have the, the backup. Again, you're going to use two from the same team, um, and, and you're only allowed three, so just be mindful of that. If you want to run two keepers, then of course you can do that as well. Um, look at the fixtures and try and hop between the two. I just don't fancy that in the Scottish game. It's really never difficult. Really I mean, even Rangers, Rangers, Celtic, you can't predict clean sheets, so you're never going to manage with others. Yeah, just they will probably finish first and second. Apart from that one year, Gordon yeah. was really good. The point scores, but as you said, you could probably look at the back of the season and go well. If I did the midfielder instead or a striker instead, is my third Ranger Celtic player, he'd have probably outscored the keeper. So it's no worth it. I did see people yeah. maybe going for the two Dundee keepers because they're quite cheap, which is kind of I can understand that the backup and then the other keeper, which is right. You're not getting much Dundee in your team unless they surely completely different than you expect. But again, yeah, I would just go for the cheapy who you think. You're not getting much players on a team, which is probably always mentioned. The St. Johnsons, the Ross Counties, the world, unless they do. Yeah, yeah safe, safe point. respect. I've, I highlight throughout the season. I've, I've often done goalkeepers in terms of their safe points um, and how that can be beneficial if, if you're not getting clean sheets. So, um, yeah, it's pot luck, but from a budget point of view, I think those 2.6, 2.7s would probably be enough um, to start your season. So, we'll move on to defenders. Uh, we've obviously got the standout, James Tavernier, seven million. He's top scorer in the last two seasons. Uh, I don't think you can not have him uh, in your team. So um, if you do, and I have seen teams without him, uh, certainly good luck to you. In terms of premium defenders after that, and then I'm concentrating on Rangers and Celtic here, you used to get quite good value um, out of you know, double Rangers was, was a thing. But again, since VAR, I'm not sure if that's still the same. But anyway, the most expensive settled midfielder is Alistair Johnston at 4.6 million. I believe he's injured. Mm-hmm. You then 4.5, you've got Vickers and Greg Taylor. Moving down to 4.4, you've got Goldson. 3.9, John Suter. 3.7, Carl Starkfeld. 3.6, Borna Basic. 3.5, Ralston. 3.4, Yilmaz Davis. Uh, 3.2, Kobayashi and Balogun. Celtics back four, is that still up in the air at the moment? Yeah. What I've, what I've gone with the the, the, the friendly sofas, there's been no Ralphs in any squad, so I don't think Ralphs will get that to the season. There's no uh, Johnson, he won't be making it until I think very, very late. It's very, very late. would be start of September, maybe, maybe the national break, so you don't go with that. So they're playing right now a midfielder, a water. At right back, mm-hmm. so if they died in the water, he's playing out of position but the wrong way, so you don't really like to do that route. Yeah, uh, it'll be tail left back, I think, unless on happens. I don't see Burnaby starting before him because Burnaby's just too much of a, a head case. And the back line right now, now they're signing a Polish guy, I believe, next day or two, so it could all change. Probably Starfield in this new signing, otherwise, you could start from mm-hmm. Welsh. Did you price Welsh there? Was he one of the prices? 
No, he must, well, he must be less than 3.2. Right, so uh, no, I don't that's why I look keep an eye on for. He might be in the team at the start of the season. Welsh, again, keep your eyes on friendlies because there's nothing else there until they're back. Yeah. CCV's back training, but it's solo training, so again, he's another four or five weeks away from playing, so I, I don't I mean, I don't you can take a risk. I think that's why they're kind of bringing this Polish centre back in. He's going to come in and yeah. straight the team. So if he's priced favourably, good to go. He could be good to go, but I, I think he would price probably in the high end as well because the Apple know that he's in to play first. Defence is really tough in terms of budget um, this season. I think that's probably where most people are struggling. If you've got Tavernier and maybe you've got Kyogo as well up front, then money wise, you can't be spending four and a half, three and a half. I don't think that's something. Thing that's available to you. Uh, what for what it's worth, the Rangers defense it's shaped up not too bad so far in preseason. Um, it's I think it'll be Tavnier and Yilmaz um, in the wide positions, and uh, Goldson might not make it at the start of the season, but he you know if he can play, he will play, and I think it'll be him and John Suter um, in the middle. If Goldson doesn't play, I think Balogun. Um, we'll go in there um, ahead of Sterling. Uh, I just think Balogun knows the game and he, he's good to go. So people thinking about Borna Barisic, I, I'm not sure if he'll still even be at the club, but I think he will go Yilmaz. Um, but John Suter's good value. And that's about it from a Rangers point of view. But as I say, I wouldn't be expecting to spend a lot of money in defence. So if we move on to the next best... Sorry, on you go. To say on that, so Yoma is probably the cheapest route in. Do you want to double up that defence in if he's playing? Yes, yeah, three point four. Um, as I say, if you see Balogun's playing three point two, then I'm getting him. I don't think you'll get a lot of games out of him. I think he is just cover. Um, for Goldson, uh, Suter. We've still got Ben Davies, although I do expect him to leave the club. Um, in this transfer window. Um, so just keep an eye out there. If we look at the next best, I think these are all overpriced. It's a lot of Aberdeen Hearts. We've got Angus McDonald at 3.4 million, Cochrane at Hearts, 3.3 million. Then you've got Jack McKenzie, Ryan Strain, Toby Sibbett, all at 3.2 million. Aberdeen's new boy, Reese Williams, three. Kai Rose at Hearts, three. Craig Halkett, three million. And then 2.9 million, you've got Paul Hanlon at Hibs, Paul McGinn at Motherwell, Liam Gordon, St. Johnson, and Joe Shaughnessy at Dundee. I think they're all again still quite expensive. I know Ryan Strain was was right. value, but three point two. That's the one with Ryan Strain so far. He's been playing. He's out of position. He's pretty much playing as a winger. So that's the only thing I would think. Maybe okay. Want to get him in? He is. It an assist already or two assists already in the cups. And um, when I watched the highlights online, he is playing very high line. They're playing like a three, two, three. It's like he's like a wing back, but he's he's definitely given license okay. to get ahead. So just want to keep an eye on if he keeps playing that. They're playing low-league opposition, Johnny, so not necessarily he'll play that when he's playing in the Premier League, but it's one, he is good in that position, and if he does continue to rod forward and he's playing pretty much a winger, that's... I mean, well, he definitely may, may the extra couple of mil to get Yeah, him. definitely a good start. So, okay, well, that's something to consider, but I just think all the rest, again, are quite high mm-hmm. for teams that oh, they may, or may not get a clean sheet. So I think that the, the budget defenders... Um, next up is, is probably where you want to be shopping. So here we've got ranging from 2.8 million to 2.5 million. So 2.8, you've got Lewis Mayo, who signed on a permanent uh, from Rangers to Killy. You've got Nicky Devlin at Aberdeen, Scott Tanzer, St. Midland, Rocky Bashuri at Hibs. 
2.7 million. Again, some familiar names here. You've got Ryan McGowan at St. Johnston, Michael Devlin at Livingston, Stephen O'Donnell at Motherwell, Anthony Stewart at Aberdeen, and Riley Harbottle at Hibs. He'd be a new player. 2.6 million. And we've got Andy Considine, solid St. Johnston defender. Pape Suare at Motherwell. Eo uh, Ovalai at Livingston. He's got quite a good pedigree in the game. And Alan Deferrier at Hibs. So I've butchered that one. At 2.5 million, you've got Bevis Mugabe, Ben Motherwell, Ben Purrington, Ross County, James Penrice at Livingston, Lewis Stevenson at Hibs. So they're just selected um, names that I've picked out as being recognisable. But these are the sort of budgets that I'm, I'm looking at when I'm building my team. What's your thoughts, Bear? Yep, I think we, we talked about this last season with the things. There's not really any point in investing major money in it unless you can see them play a setter still. I go back to the Gerard style where it was the two fullbacks flying forward, so you could pretty yeah. much rely on that. But that's that's gone now, and as you say, the are in now, so clean sheets aren't guaranteed. I'm looking to just have as many cheap defenders on our guaranteed plane and over different teams. Not yeah. double up an MD, my keeper and my full defenders are different, so that you're just hoping that you get a clean sheet here and there with these players. And as the season will progress quite quickly, you'll probably notice some really cheap defenders who might appear and play. And it's just try to get on yep. name as quick as possible, just save the money for yourself and spend elsewhere. That's my plan anyway. You'd mentioned that in the last season, I think. It's a pretty solid plan to start with. I think so. I think Devlin, Aberdeen, 2.8, that's a good way into the Aberdeen defence. You don't have to spend um, 3.1 million on Roos. Um, Obelai, Constantine, Penrice. Um, you know, I think these are the names that we'll see in a lot of drafts, but there'll be other ones that we've never even heard of that we'll probably... Um, come through and they're the ones that you have to jump on so in terms of defence don't go spending too much on defence because there's there's better value elsewhere so moving on to midfielders the most expensive midfielder in the game much to my surprise is, is Matt O'Reilly at 5.6 million we've then got Leila Bada at 5.5 million Todd Cantwell, 5.4 million. Callum McGregor, Rio Hatati, 5.3. Marco Tilo and Snead Haksabanovic, 5.1. David Turnbull, 5. Tom Lawrence, 4.9. Um, James Forrest, Giannis Hadji, 4.8. I mean, some of those names at the end, they'll get limited game time, if anything. So is there anything in the, the sort of top end of the premium mids that look good to you? Well, the two that I've there, nobody's nailed my team I've mentioned before but the two I've got right now is Cantwell and Hatati are in there but yeah same as me I, I can see O'Reilly there because I think he quite a lot of assists last year I think he finished quite up in the, goal, in the midfielders so he's probably been it did he didn't have a lot of goal no he didn't have a lot of goal input but, but a lot of assists assist, a lot of passing points. points yeah and it'll depend on how Rogers sets out but he's been pretty much oh. in the first 11 when he played half so far and he's been the Tip end of it, and the kind of, I don't know if you remember like the way Stuart Armstrong used to play kind of as if with number ten. So again, it depends who Roger sets up. It could possibly be more chance of being attacking, but his son I won't know until the actual we see the season in full swing. Again, yeah. you know, as expected, it would be Rangers Celtic with all the feelers that's going to be highly priced. Some of them I think are overpriced because they aren't going to get as much game time. Like there's no way I don't think Hadjo get much game time for you, and I don't see like Forrest yeah. get much time game for us. So. The me personally, I think guys a lot cheaper when you may have been in risky. You could have been risky and got them in sometimes, and maybe one off. Otherwise, don't see them much teams throughout the season because they won't get much game time. 
Yeah, no, absolutely. In terms of anyone who's new to the game, Peter and Tom are both Celtic fans and I'm a Rangers fan. So you usually get a balanced overview of both teams, how they're playing and, and who to look for. Um, and there's always good jibes as and when the times come, but we'll, we'll park those just now. In terms of Celtic Weidman then, that's obviously been spoiled for choice in the last couple of seasons with Jota. What's it looking you know, as a badder? You know, 5.5 is quite a lot. Um, Tilo, Haxaban and Pitch, those are probably the three names that I would be looking at. Are they... Hard to tell, but it seems to, be, it seems to be right now that it's been... He starts with a badder and he starts with Haxabanovich and then they're changing about. So that may mm. be the two he's playing left and right right now. But on that, I think Maeda's... Not Maeda, sorry. I think Kyogo is nursing an injury and get back to fitness slowly. So Maeda's been playing up front rather than Kyogo. Yes. That way. But if Kyogo gets fit, Maeda's going to go somewhere. It's probably back to, to the left unless he play two up front, which I don't see. So then that would limit probably Haxabanovich's time unless he changes his time with Abada. So again, there's nothing guaranteed. That's I'd rather probably go for one of the three midfielders because that's more guaranteed minutes. And then you can, once the season starts, if somebody nails, if Abada can be quite streaky, for example, Abada nails that right wing wing himself and he's going playing well and he suits maybe Rodgers' style of play, then Abada's one to go for. But until we know, we don't don't know kind of thing. Abada had a great season two seasons ago, but he kind of... He never really featured much last season, although when he did, he, he did usually do pretty well. So, uh, no, I can't see the price was there. From a Rangers point of view, it's it's difficult to now. I mean, Todd Cantwell finished the season, you know, in top form, and I can only see that continuing. But we've got so many new forward playing players that have come into the team. That's going to be really hard to predict the shape and the the style of play. But Cantwell, you can stick him in, and I think you'll get really good value out of him. As for everyone else, we'll just have to, to wait and see. Uh, so we'll move on to the, the next best in terms of midfielder. And again, there's a lot of recognisable names here. 4.7 million, we've got Danny Armstrong. 4.6 million, we've got Barry Mackay, Caden Dowell, Alan Forrest. Um, 4.5 million, Leighton Clarkson. Seen him in a lot of teams. Dylan Levitt, Hibbs uh, as well. 4.4, we've got Blair Splittle. 4.3, Josh Campbell at Hibs, Matt Kennedy at Kilmarnock, and George Grant at Hearts. So I'm guessing if your team's similar to mine, you've maybe got one or two of those as well, have you? Not yet. As my team's kind of, as I said, I've just got like the players I fancy, the rest of the cheapies right now to see it. But I'm thinking Campbell, Clarkson, Spittle, Armstrong, the four names that were last year, they've all looked quite impressive and friendly and uh, cup competition yeah. so far. So I. It would probably just be this year. They probably all do quite well. They'll all probably finish the top 10, 15 overall scoring points. It's to get on the players at the right time. Who's hitting form? I mean, Armstrong's becoming quite the talisman for Kilmarnock, I think. So, and again, with Clarkson, he's tight permanently. A year older, I think he's permanently. He's going on Spittle. The only thing with Spittle puts me off is there's no Kevin Van Vinti feed. So, he yeah. has a kind of watch to see one, but he has, I've noticed he has returned in the Cups as well. So, he is still doing his thing. Probably more advanced. And who's other one mentioned? The uh, Hibs. Camel. Camel's really Josh Camel, yeah. Josh Camel's really good. And I'd, I'd like to see more of Hibs. I want to watch him next week and see how the team looks. And is Dylan Levitt kind of sitting behind Camel, letting him kind of pull the strings and letting Camel go forward more? Because if he's more attacking, then a game with that first nine fixtures again, Camel would probably be the no brainer. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, Danny Armstrong is, is, is a very versatile player. He takes all the set pieces and 
those that are familiar to the podcast will know that I champion penalty takers. Anyone who's a penalty taker um, is, is good in my eyes. And at the moment, he has been on penalties for Kilmarnock. So that's always a big tick in the box. Uh, as I say, Spittle uh, had a solid season last season and he started off so far so good. Josh Campbell has been exciting so far for Hibs. He's scored a couple uh, already. Uh, some of the others are just unknown quantities, but they do have the ability to kick off. Barry Mackay probably had a poor season last season for Hearts, but had a good season the season before. Um, so if he can refine that form, then there's definite value there. Uh, in terms of the best of the rest, we've got four million Mark O'Hara, three point eight million Graham Shinney, three point five million Christian Montano, Livingston, three point four million Stephen Kelly at Livingston. 2.6 million, we've got Jordan McGee and Sean Kelly. Any of those that you're boosting your numbers up with? Just to... Not right now, no. Yeah. I've, not, I've nothing, nothing set. If somebody's, I mean, a lot of players you mentioned, someone play kind of defensively, Graham Shinning. I know he's probably nailed yes. it, but he'll play, he'll play sitting, which isn't the greatest when there's better players who could probably be attacking. This is where... Well, the budget get your team in is quite hard, so you will have to probably get one or two of these players yes. in with this bench for them that are guaranteed game time. And none of them are really 100% guaranteed. Kelly's kept on getting subbed and rotated last year near the end, so it was hard to kind of yes. rely on that. We mother, we become, come on, mother, Livingston, even. So there's nothing there that's tickling my fancy right now, put it that way, but uh, I've got another. 13 days or so to kind of work it all out. Yeah, well, there's there's two standouts for me. We've got Mark O'Hara at submitting 4 million. He is captain and penalty taker. So, as I mentioned, penalty takers is always a good thing. He finished the season quite strong. Uh, somebody I used to have on my bench, and he would come off mm-hmm. um, double digits um, every other week. We've got Sean Kelly in there at 2.6 million. Now, he was a defender last season. He takes a lot of set pieces. He does take penalties, but Livingston miss a lot of penalties. Yeah, they do. Um, used to take penalties. Sean Kelly's take penalties. At two point six, I think you put him in there. I think he's played one of their cup games. I don't think he played at the weekend, but Stephen Kelly was the other one. I used to have a Kelly double up for a while, um, but again, he kind of fell out of favour. Um, they are two, but you'll need to be picking the lower ends. You know, if you've got five midfielders to pick, then I imagine there'll be this type of budget um, in your team. And just before I go on to forwards and that, we, we talk about bench trick. What's, where do you sit in terms of your bench trick? Are you going to use a midfielder or a defender? I would rather have a defender, but right now I've only caught a midfielder. So it's a midfielder right now. And if I can catch a defender before the season starts, because that's a point two normally saved, I think. So I would do yeah, that instead. Yeah. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com acast and up to 25% off outdoor. 
That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. The midfield has better options. I'd rather be able to have potentially the five come off the bench with the defence. I'm not 100%, but if I can't catch one, I'll be what I've got and run with. You just play three, three, four, two, and then we'll catch with another bench as it stands. So I'm sure there's plenty of go. We'll probably get a defender before the season starts. Yeah, I think scoring wise, midfielders will will generally get you better scoring opportunities. So I'd like to have five midfielders uh, play four, one on the bench, and then have a bench check at the back. Um, But from a budget point of view, I know at the start of the season it's easier to do the other way. That'll all come in good course. So up front, uh, two seasons ago, this was a bad position. And then last season, we were spoilt for choice. And that is reflected in the prices. So we've got Furahashi, the most expensive forward, uh, 7.8. We then dropped to Shankland at 6.5. 6.2, we've got the Aberdeen pairing of Miofsky and Duke. Uh, 6.1, we've got Rangers' new boy, Cyril Dessers. Uh, 5.7, uh, Daisy Mieda. 5.6, Fashion Sakala. So they're your, your premium forwards. I think we can rule out Fashion Sakala um, because we're potentially waiting to sign Daniel Yon. That puts him out of the picture. But for me, I'm Team Kyogo. I know a lot of people are going against it. What's your thoughts up front, Pierre? I think you. It, it's the same as it's having your situation. It's too risky to go with him because you could be sitting good rank, Celtic playing a Sunday kickoff, and Kulu goes nuts, and your ranks get you hit. If he's fit, that's the only thing. He's, he's not 100% fit yet, so, but you know, he's quite adamant he's going to start the season. So, if he's fit and he's playing his first choice, I think you've got to go from. It's the same as, like, I don't know when you get to Rangers in a minute. How the first choice player up front for Rangers Celtic? I think you'd be pretty silly to try to go against him. Now, last season with the season yeah. where. Van Veen went nuts, Shankland went nuts for a certain point, and Duke was good. So we've also looked at Van Veen league. And to me, Duke could be better because he's a year older, a year maturer, and this is the last year's contract, I believe, a two-year. So I'm pretty sure he'll be looking to impress. So Duke could be good. And then if you have that, you have that uh, Europe thing kick in again. They've signed a third striker, I believe, so there's now three of them there that could be retained. Sorry. Yeah, so It's just to wait and see how that works. But on a Kegel situation, yes, he's in. It was a fun way my draft. The two it was in was Kyogo and Tavernier, and then I walked it for there. Yeah, I think for me, you go 
he'll go. If it doesn't work out, you can easily go downwards. But if you don't and you see him catching fire, you're going to have to make at least two transfers to get to him. So for me, that always makes sense. It's a shoulder injury he's got. So I know he's kind of playing through it, but you know, I expect a yeah. amount of shoulder charges to increase on him now that they went public with that. He says, it's, well, reading it between the lines, it's not like he's got something he's on right now. It's something he'll need to get at some point. So see, for example, yeah, yeah. he doesn't make the Asian Games squad. In January, mm-hmm. if there's a re-break, they probably might do it then. If it's a three or four week fight, I'll yeah. defend. But after well, what games I've watched, it doesn't look like he's lost any sort of movement or anything. Anyway, so he's not like he's he's yeah. not running, he's no tackling, so it's not affected that much so far. What I've seen. Yeah, top goal scorer in the game last season. I'm pretty sure he'll be there or thereabouts this season. Um, so if we look at the next best, uh, we've got 5.4 million O at Celtic. 5.3 is Ellie Ewan came roof. 5.2, we've got Sam Lammers of Dulacima. 5 million, Bruce Anderson, Jordan White. 4.9 million, Liam Boyce, who is injured. I think we could probably just ignore him for just now. 4.8 million, Nicky Clark and Kyle Vassell. Out of those names, again, anything there that's taking your fancy? Well, Ewan to Hibs, he's new permanently. Yep. So, again, with Campbell behind him and Leather behind him. This is, I quite like Lee Johnson, the manager of the Hibs. I know you can talk something he looks like rubbish, but he seems to set him up quite well. He seems to be quite attacking. So, if I like to see more of them, again, we'll see it in Europe. Rangers strikers are quite nicely priced there, with all any of them are in the front line three. So, again, that's you know better than me. There's no been, it's only been friendly so far. <laughs> So if yeah. we, you might know me. If any of these guys are kind of pretty much nailed in that front three at that price, it's interesting to get them in. Can yeah, from, from a Rangers point of view, yeah, it's, it's really it's really hard to predict it at the moment because there's talk of Danilo coming in from Feyenoord. You've got Dessers, who's the sort of the, the main transfer of the of the summer. You've got Lammers, Sima. So we're almost spot for choice up front. You've got Roof, who's going to play a part this season. Uh, injured the majority of last season um, so it's just getting the right one um, and hoping that they catch fire um, is going to be the tricky point but I agree on uh, Ellie Ewan uh, you'll hear me champion him quite a bit um, on this record because I think they could do well um, obviously they don't have Nisbet anymore um, I think that's the one to look for we've then got the, the best of the rest so again some recognisable names here and some budgets um, that you might just have to, to take. But we've got Newblay at Livingston, 4.7. Stephen May at St. Johnston, 4.6. John Obika at Motherwell, 4.4. Scott Tiffany at Dundee, 4.3. Profi at Ross County, 4.3. And Zach Rudden, Dundee, 3.9. These are the ones that you're just going to fill up your bench and, and hope that they score now and again. But there's not much attraction in any of those names. Would you agree? Not much, but again, it could be fixtures. And the one to me that stands out, if he's a top man and if he plays well to finish last year, would be Abika for Motherwell. Yeah. If he can play McKenna, I know he's not going to be Kevin Van Dien, but if he can play similar to Kevin Van Dien, get yourself a position to Kevin Van Dien, and he's got Spittle and other players feeding him, and he plays well to put, because Motherwell finished the season very well last year, get well done playing really good. Yes. If he can start the season like that, he could be a nice, cheap striker option who is pretty much first choice, I think. And then you would have him maybe come off the bench or you could play him if they'd be fixture wise and take it for there. No, I would agree with that. Um, big boots to fill, but he's their, their main man up front, so uh, only time will tell. 
Uh, okay, so that's everything in terms of positions and value. I'll have missed players out. Apologies if there's somebody you were hoping to hear about. Uh, as I say, Rangers is a bit, still a bit of an unknown quantity, albeit we've got a few more uh, pre-season friendlies to go on. Um, you'll hear about that once the season kicks off, what the starting eleven is. But that should give you a feel for who to look at, what prices to go for, and all all everything else in between. Okay, right, so what we'll do now is, Tom's not here, but he sent me his draft, right? So I'm going to talk through Tom's draft, what he's got. Obviously, none set stone, there's loads to go. And we can talk at the same time who we've got in his position, there or thereabouts, <laughs> here or there, right? So we can kind of work, because I've already mentioned a couple of times, I have got a team full of cheapies right now. There's nobody in it, apart from the player. I'm thinking that's it. That'll just change as the season goes on as the cup games get announced. So yeah. he's actually went through it and actually gave us all his reasons as well, which is quite good. So there we go. We'll start with the goalkeeper. He's cheap as Monroe. And as we mentioned, Monroe's been played some of the uh, Ross Monroe's played some of the games, so potentially start the season. And he's went for 2.8 million Clark. And his reason for Clark is Hearts free fixtures look good. Doesn't want to defence double up. So he's his bets as Clark is his choice. So your goalkeeper right now is it Hemming? It is Hemming. If I was going to move, it would be to Marshall. I don't, I don't think I would change from where the match is now. So I would say between one of those two um, would be my preference. Right. And your backup is Monroe as well or Sinclair? Uh, yeah, yeah, Monroe, right. just because you're never going to have three Ross County and that's the easiest way to do it. Right, so right now my my goalkeeper is Marshall, I mentioned, and I don't really fancy Hearts, so it's two of them, he's point one cheaper and I think they've more potentially clean sheets, so I went for Marshall. Yeah. And I've got the same backup goalkeeper, Monroe. Yeah. Right, we've all got Tavernier, so I think it goes with, as Tom yep. goes without saying. <laughs> that's one spot gone. Tom's went for Devlin, first of all, because he thinks it's a step up at Aberdeen. He thinks it's probably a good chance yep. at more asset, more potential of returns. Uh, he's got Suarez from Orwell, Stevenson from Hibbs, and his cheap defender is Obel Ayabla as well. So that was names we all, we all kind of mentioned, Donny, you mentioned that earlier on. So the other four defenders, any thoughts? Uh, yeah, I mean, I've got Devlin and Suarez, so definitely solid picks there. Obelai, I like look at him as well. Um, he is a, a, a big uh, centre-half, will get goal-scoring opportunities. As I say, he used to take penalties um, as well, so there's nothing wrong with that. I've got a piece of the Hibs defence, but it's Del Ferrier um, that I've opted for. don't know much about him. It's, it's a shot in the dark, really. Um um, so yeah, and I've got my bench trick player at the back as well. So um, I've only got four defenders uh, really to choose from there, but they're all solid picks. As it stands now, I've got Suarez as well. That's the one I've got. Another three players are a cheap two million defenders, so there's nobody there yet that has nailed it. So it's just Tavernier and Suarez. What you've noticed if threes have no Celtic defenders because we don't think the team looks 100% solid, so there's no point in going wasting money on Celtic defender right now. We could be Pie in the face, could keep clean sheet the first three games, but that's a risky take. I think there's more yeah. upside to the attacking players' return. Right, we've got in midfield. Uh, he has Cantwell. Do you have Cantwell? Right, so yep. we'll get Cantwell first up. That's pretty much solid. He's started the season last week very well. He'll probably be the most attacking threat in his midfield management. He'll be the number 10 type role of playing slightly behind it, so I don't know yeah. through him. He's got Leslie's, his bench, bench trick player. I can mention now he's out the game. I'll give him as well, so he's my best trip for right now. He's got Campbell, 4.3 million. I haven't Campbell yeah. yet, but you've got Campbell your team? Yeah, I've got Campbell, yeah. Right, so with Campbell's, we've talked to him up quite recently, he's a 
very nicely priced for point three million. So depending on what he does, he could be a good asset. He's got Spittle. We talked about him as well. Have you got Spittle on your team as it stands? I don't. It's just a budget. Um, right. I've got O'Hara. This um, would be like for like there. But yeah, yeah, very much. I... And he has Turner from Ross County. I don't know if Turner's a, a player or not. I would need to check in on that if he's playing the cup games. Turner 2.9. I'm assuming with all his homework and Turner is maybe getting some minutes. Who is your fifth option in the midfield? Yeah. Uh, I have got Sean Kelly, Livingston, 2.6. Has he got Atati as well? No, he's not. He's only, he's only got one Celtic player. And you have Atati instead? Yeah, I've got Hatati. So I've got, you've still got bench trick in midfield. Uh-huh. So I've got five midfielders, Hatati, uh, Campbell, Cantwell, O'Hara and Sean Kelly. So there's a lot of points uh, from those players. And I'll talk you through reasons. Uh, it says, Stevenson's had the options budget-friendly, Swar full-back, playing for assets, but if a punt. Obelai loves most, loves, Livingston's probably the most reliable defender, he's probably true. So what about last season? And again, hedging my bet. So his midfield, he went Cantwell in the last season well. Campbell looks good pre-season. Spittle, same as well last season. And Turner, because I backed him last week. So I think that's the story, just cover his own bets there, Turner, so there we go. <laughs> so we go to forwards. And Tom's forward is Furuhashi, Shankland, and Murray 3.8. So who's your three forwards in the stands, Donny? I've got Furuhashi, Lammers, and Zach Rodden. So I, I, I try and go big with my forwards. I think to have Rangers and Celtic forwards, you're going to get a lot of the points coming those way. Lammers is just budget. Um, he has started pre-season pretty well, and Rodden will, will get minutes at Dundee. So I, I think I'm, I'm covered there, but... Um, Tom is Tom's a shrewd player in this game, and he, he knows his stuff and he does his research. So, um, Shankland will, you know, I think he'll make a lot of managers look silly because he's going to score. Uh, he's another guy that's on penalties, and you could miss out on quite big points yeah. from him. I think. I've lost Girelli, who was playing up front last season. He was playing deeper, so probably yeah. back up front himself again. with something behind him, so it might make Shankland more uh, focal, uh, focal for it. Murray, I like yeah. because Murray has been playing for pretty much all of Ross County's games. So, 3.8. He, he knows where Nate is. That's a cheap, a cheap enabler. He, obviously, I think Tom thinks Ross County can be doing that bad this season. That's two players he's got his bench, two, his bench players. I have got Furuhashi Dessers right now, which I think could change depending yeah. on who's cheaper one up front. And I have went for Maeda just right now because he's been playing games. He's scoring. Think- he, he's on fire in pre-season. So, no, I, I do like Maeda, it's a shout. I'll wait and see how the team news goes, because if Maeda starts, then I can easily move Kyogo to somebody else Maeda stays. So that's the look now. Yeah. The only player I've got set in stone, I've said, it's, now I'm thinking about it a little bit more, it's Tavernier set in stone for me. Furuhashi, if fit, is set in stone. Cantwell set in stone. I should have Cantwell. Apart from that, anybody else is kind of up to date. There's nobody I've won. I'm thinking yeah. I'm not moving him right now, he's staying in my team. So... That's it. We can see you can send us you can send your drafts on Twitter. Me, Donny, or Tom, and we'll reply what we think it. Uh, There's no wrong answer. I mean, I would have had, I wouldn't have Shankland on my team, but because Donny mentioned Shankland could could like done last year. Yeah, run right, could, could quite silly, and then you could be oh, need to get him in. What I did mention is we think we've all got it. We've all got the the, the most expensive player in the position apart from goalkeeper. It gives you a nice price point like to manoeuvre if something happens. Yeah. For example, if Tavernier broke his leg, right? For example, you can go anywhere. If Furuhashi yeah. broke his leg, you can go anywhere because you've got the highest price point player. And if they go nuts, for example, you're not trying to chase to get to them. So that's maybe a good way to look at the game. Yeah, no, absolutely. 
Right, ready to go for questions then, Donny? Yeah, deep breath. Uh, so we'll try to go from as best we can. Some questions we can't answer, some questions we can, and we'll just uh, yes. we'll go through it as we go along. So the first question, actually, it's back to the front because it's the way it is on Twitter. It's from John, which is cat bag, and he goes, "How do you leave? How do you leave a league? Or how do you remove a person from a league at Fantasy Scotland?" So I looked at that, and I couldn't see any way of doing it. Once you're league, you're in the league, so I think you would need to contact the app yourselves. If something's happened, you want to go to a league, or you want to remove a player from the league, because I couldn't find a way of doing it. Somebody might know an answer to this, uh, reply to their podcast tweet, but I don't see anything about it. You need to contact the app and explain it to them themselves. He did tag the app in, so maybe they might answer that to him to another letter. Mm. Right, next question. I'll scroll down here. That's the loads of... Right, so Sean McKeady, Scoosh2605. Who do you think could be the hidden gems this season? So... Two or three players that we're not nobody's really talking about are cheap players you might think do well, Donny. Um so a lot of these we'll have already mentioned, but I think Ellie Unit Hibbs uh, could have a good season. John Abika that we mentioned at Motherwell, uh, filling the role up front. Uh Russell is the Kilmarnock captain up front. Um that might spur him on. Um Celtic, I think Hattati's going to have a good season and Rangers, I'm really unsure because they've signed so many new players it's going to hard to get a handle on but a lot of the names that we've mentioned looks like Ewan, uh, Obika, Tambal take your pick well I've mentioned those names already so I'm just going to maybe repeat in yourself Yep, I can't agree with that the names are pretty much I was going to say the all names who will appear out of nowhere you, you, may, you may, get, may get a sign in or one of the two Celtic Korean lads may stamp their the winger ones could be in the team and play. Telio could become first choice. I don't know. I haven't seen enough of him. So, again, Hibs yeah. is a team I've got my eye on. I think Hibs could do pretty well this year. And like you and Cam were both mentioned, could be nice levels. And if Ross County turned these the recent, the Tom's option, the Murray up front could be a good shot and all. But, again, I would just recommend and watch what game you can. If there are any listeners who are obviously not based in Scotland, there's quite a few. If you go to BBC iPlayer or BBC Dead, they still have the... The app, do they? You can still watch the highlights. BBC, you still watch. Yeah, yeah, that's what I tell so there is, there is ways, to, there is ways to find the highlights, and that is normally quite extended, decent highlights. So you can actually get, have a good eye on and look at the players if the games are not catch the football. That's no way can around it. Right, next up. So FPL Shoreham, and he's got a couple of questions here. So as a newcomer to the FFS this season, can you explain price changes? Right. So, e.g., when do players rise and fall? How much do they rise per week? Start about first, Donnie. So basically, they rise and fall at the start of the game week, and they only go up by 0.1% yep. every week. So it's not like FPL, you have to worry and panic about three week with people buying the players off players. They do rise 0.1% million either up or down, and it's every week after the deadline. So, for example, yep. if you have a player who goes nuts and you've got two free transfers, not to do, you could bring a guy in, you're going to get a price rise of them straight away, 0.1%. So there's a way around it. Donnie's mentioned before, it's quite an easy game if you're savvy enough to get your team value up quite quick. If then come into the season, you can pretty much make any move you want. Unless players yeah. like... Because when it was last year, his tab didn't really rise much because he was that much on, so he just kind of stayed the same. Didn't he didn't yeah. rise at all, did he? And Kyogo, I think it was pretty... He, well, he probably did. He probably did. Um, but yeah, you'll, you'll get consistent value out of him. It's the likes of... Well, Roos, uh, Kyle Roos at the start of the season was 2.4, then everyone jumped on him. 
Uh, yeah, Cholak um, was, was really cheap and Morales was injured. Everyone jumped on him. So it's just about getting on them and then maybe getting off them as well. So he's asked about yep, uh, how much of the accumulated value you retain. You, you'd get the selling price, um, is my understanding. Um, yes, it's not like the value of the player at the time of sale. It. You get what you get. So yeah. you pay five million for him, five weeks later, he's worth five, he's worth 5.5, you get 5.5. So it's pretty quite easy that way. It's good. What you'll find is players at the start of the season, maybe he'll pop into the team with two million defenders for like Aberdeen Hink a couple of years ago, two million defender. Was it Calvin Ramsey two seasons ago, maybe? And then yeah, yeah. Quick, and he rises, 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 rises. And then you've got basically seven weeks later, it's 2.7 million. If you haven't moved to that point, then it may be too late for you to get one of the players. So it's something to keep an eye on every week. Look who's playing, look who's returning. Calvin Ramsey was quite good for the return as well. And you can, as you say, jump on, jump off, and reinvest the money elsewhere. So that's something to keep an eye on. Yeah, definitely. Next up. Hi, guys. He's asked for tips, hints and, hints and this... tips. Sorry, just to finish off SPL Shurum. He's asked for hints and tips on the game as a new player. Well, listening to this podcast is, is probably the best thing you can do. That's all I was going to oh, say. Okay. Sorry, I missed that. <laughs> oh, I missed that. Sorry, oh, yeah, yeah, that's a podcast. Uh, there's also good... The community's quite good, so once the season starts, you'll see... The community is really forth. good. And yeah. one thing you look out for, I think, is maybe, as Donny will admit, same as me, we support the, the two big teams. We don't really have an eye on some of the smaller teams. So there's players out there who support yes. the Kilmarnock's in Ross County and they have a better insight to the players who are going to be playing or a few players, young players coming through. And that's something you keep around and you move it at, you get a heads up and get these players in before anybody else gets on them. Yeah. Right, so FPL Shang, you up, FPL Shoreham. Let's go down now to the next one. So FPL Liger. Find it here. I missed that question out. Yes, right. Hi guys, any cheap early contenders for the bench trick? So, as Donny alluded to, I made a grasp that I didn't see it quite quick on Twitter. The game took about. We tend to follow all the teams <laughs> playing in the league, right? So, we follow all the main accounts of the team, and they're quite good at uh, tweeting and saying, so and so's left the club on loan. Yes. So, if you just keep a look at Twitter every so often, you'll see Motherwell, for example, Martin saying, Peter Smith has left on loan to Cove Rangers. So then you go right into the game, see if he's still there, bring the guy in, and then you've got him in your team's the best strike player. We don't know if top of the head right now. You mentioned Motherwell player, I need to check it after the game, but... Yeah, all, no, there definitely is, but... They've all removed him quite... I was just going to say, it doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to be somebody that's left the, that's the true, game. Yeah. It could just be a youth player that is never going to see uh, the starting 11, um, and you can put in. You can get burned at the end yes, of the season. <laughs> These guys get minutes. Um, Adam McKinnon um, was one, I think, at Ross County used to get minutes. So just be careful. But we will try and usually flag those up um, as and right. when it happens. But Once you start making the bench, there'll be enough chat. Once you start making the bench, we can let you know. These players make the bench, so you make it minutes. Especially if the team's yeah. safe, they're not playing for anything. So we're certainly watching. Absolutely. Right. It's that many people replying trying to find it. Right. So we have Goal Machine 16. Yeah. So I'm fronting back to front. Right. Only two players on my team now are Tav and Leslie for bench trick. Sad to admit, I guess that one of the teams not really a question, it's just a statement. One more question. What to do with Aberdeen defence? Ended real strong for defence last season. Added them onto the squad now, but Fixture's not good to start. Should we consider the defence to start with, e.g. Roos, Devlin, etc.? What's your thoughts on starting with Aberdeen defender, Donny? 
So we talked about Devlin being the, the cheapest entry point to the Aberdeen defence. Now, what I would say is Aberdeen have actually got defensive problems at the moment. Um, added to that, one of the best defenders last season was Liam Scales, who's on loan from Celtic. Mm-hmm. Um, they had Pollock and Coulson, good fancy players. They've both left. So although we, we talked them up, defence is probably the weakest part of their team right now. Devlin, I think, is, is a safe shout. If you want to go through stats, a safe shout. They do play Celtic game week two. Um, but that being said, they will give you good good returns over the course of a season. So it's always handy to have uh, a, a piece of that team. But as I say, they, they do have defensive problems at the moment. So certainly no double up for me. Just just have one and yeah. see how it goes. Uh, I think Scales will end up back here probably in August as well. So I think it's all pretty much uh, waiting to receive who we get in. I think Scales will end up back at Aberdeen permanently before this. It's all the talk anyway, so we may yeah. end up back there. FBO like it again. Will Yilmaz likely start? I think you mentioned the old Donnie, will you? I think, I think he will. Um, the way that Beal's playing, he's he's got a lot more youth in the team, a lot more energy in the team. Uh, I think his style of play will, will favour um, and, and Barisic has been a good servant but I think it's time to move him on um, and just go with what we've got so I think Yilmaz will, will be starting Right, no mate risk of minutes you don't think so especially Europe at the start a couple of qualifiers I, that, that's what burnt us last season I think I championed Yilmaz last season and then Barisic played all the, the European games so um, watch this space. Um, I'm not here the first game week, but certainly when I come back from my holidays, uh, I'll be able to fill you in on, on what's happening with Rangers, um, having a lot more data at hand. But I, I think it'll start with uh, Yomaz. Right. So another question, Go Machine. Obviously, I'm reading this back to front because it's on the notification feed. Okay. Go Machine wrote again, the biggest challenge I'm facing, understand the starting loving tentatively for each team with so many ins and outs. So we've covered this quite a few times. The teams that's in the League Cup, you can look at their squad. The games at the start of the group, maybe not so much. But the next two games are now getting close to the start of the proper season. So I would like to think the teams playing these games are probably as close to them you can get. Hibs uh, will be playing next week in uh, Europe. So the first 11 should be the first 11, you'd think. And Celtic Rangers have friendlies finishing up before the season starts. So you probably yeah. need teams out of 10. They will play what will be starting strongest 11 in the second or last fixture, so you can take it through there. Yes. There's all the players that are now, but apart from that, it's just a matter of you have to wait and see. No. You can then ask a lot, you can ask accounts, you'll notice on the app that there's also players on the buy as well, so a lot of people are maybe more savvy, can tell you who's going to be playing games, you can look at the percentage owned, and that's kind of works as well. Yeah, it's the nature of the Scottish football. Teams have to sell their best players to get money in, so there's always going to be big changes. Rangers are probably had to make more changes than normal, so they've got you know a lot of changes there. But um, that's all part of the game, just learning learning who the new players are and, and what they can do for your team. So we'll talk about it as much as possible over the course of the season, and, and you'll see it online as well. So yeah, learning curve. In Scotland also, they have youth quite a lot of chance in the smaller team, so yeah. it is a lot of youth guys going through every year. Again, it's just as you say, the learning curve is not used to it. Rotten's names. Tom will be doing all our top 10 every week, and you'll see who's following point wise. You'll notice these names repeating, and you're like, oh, this guy's returning, 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 so you might like to get these players in. It's, it did tend to be last year, we did notice a lot of the same names give or take a few like surprise entries, yeah. so it is 
a template will form. It is every year after four or five games, a template will form, and then it's a matter of who you captain, a vice captain, can I can I up the ranks? Right, same question. So next question is from Gavin. Before Lund was after these names, considering his price, is Kugel still essential? I'm struggling to keep him in my team for strength elsewhere. I think it's essential if he's fit. I think Donny agrees. Yep. Yeah, I mean, just throwing the question back at you, is Tav essential given his price? I mean, he's 2.4 million than any other defender. Kugel's 1.5 million more than Shankland. Two of the top point scorers in the game, they're going to get you returns to me. They're must-haves. So, yep. Make changes that you have to. Sacrifice someone else. Get them in. And if it doesn't work out, then you've got somewhere to go. Yeah. The only thing with Kugel, he's probably got more rotational options than Tav has. I mean, there's not much on the right back yeah, coming yeah. through, whereas Kugel has it Oh, So his minutes can be managed. If Europe starts, or something to watch. Or Maeda, but may started quite well in pre-season, so he might want to put Maeda up the middle and manage minutes. Again, it's something to just keep an eye on as the season eh, continues. It might be the point where yep. he's not worth starting because he's not getting enough minutes, so you might want to jump off him, but Absolutely, again, yeah. we'll just cross that bridge when it comes. And his second question, why have 90% of folk got Pinada or Pineda in their squad. That's the Mexican guy it's signed for Dundee, I believe. I think it's just the cheapest forward, cheapest forward. So if anyone's just trying to go strong 11 and just the cheap, cheap everywhere else, I think that's why he's got high ownership. So uh, I, I don't know I much about him. I took it as it says, people look for the cheapest asset, like they said. They went, oh, they're yeah. a striker from Mexico, so he's probably going to be nailed. And it's kind of simple as that. He's not started any of the games so far in the Cup, so... He's not nailed. Rudden's probably your best bet. Rudden's up front for Dundee. He's probably your best bet. Yeah, Rudden's, who I've got my team, 3.9 million. So I think that's where you should start. But i just seen it as people just filling up with the cheapest in each position. So yeah. that would take you to that, that one. Great. Next up is Michael Scott. His second question was, do we have any best trip players? We had the answer to that. We don't really know. We'll have to wait and see. Donnie mentioned you can just pick a player, yeah. a youth player who's not getting much chance of playing, so go for that. Next up is Sutty Show. Happy birthday, Sutty. Midfielder seems to be the trickiest to get right. I usually have my best trick as midfielder, but I better have, I, but I am better have five midfielders with high ceilings rather than four best defenders, but brings in one of those midfielders each week. So I think you pretty much covered that. Donnie, you're top, you're what you want as well. You'd rather have the defender. Again, Midfield does look good. We may create a few names. We like to have your team to pull the tongue quite often. So it's a matter of just picking a cheap defender and going with him. Sorry if that's what I do. It's something I want to do. We'll have to wait if I can do it or not. And it depends if it's financially viable. But we'll call this as well, Donnie, so we need to go over this again. Michael Scott again, which is at, sorry, his Twitter name is at Yala Leopard. Pricing more challenging this year. Where are the value picks in these positions? Finding it hard to get team with Kyogo and Tava I like. Presently have Maeda, Hatate, Starfield, Tav and Cantwell from the old firm. He's shacking to the fixtures. So I think that's his problem there. I mean, he makes all the players and they're all quite pricey. Yeah, Starfield you could probably get rid of. Yep. Uh, Donnie mentioned earlier on the players through the price bracket. So if you go back to that guy, I could probably go through it and they'll, you mentioned the players who are a cheaper side to a probably game, guaranteed game time. And that should maybe yeah. make your team look more balanced. Next up is the returning Rambo Muna. The old adversary for last year, the the new king, I believe he was calling himself, yep. So this is my <laughs> team now. Another question is, who should you guys refer as a bench player? So I think he needs a bench trick player. So the same questions answered again. It's just cheap plug. I think all these players here 
He's starting 11 holes when he start. I think he's quickly got Roos, Tavernier, Cochrane, Devlin, Armstrong, Pittle, Levitt, O'Hara, Tierney, Furuhashi, Lopez. So Tierney may have left the team, so Tierney could be his option. He's bench strip player. Yep. And he's free, he's got up in the bench. I don't think they're guaranteed. He's got a Rangers player, Donnie, that's a big no-no. He's got Devine. Yeah. So that should be moved. Yeah. Rambo gives you more flexibility for getting a player in for Rangers later on if you want to have two. Is there any other questions, Rambo? I have a dilemma up top, keeping Duke as my forward. My budget issue is my first problem. I can't get cheaper at a differential forward at three for maybe, three for more maybe, I think he was trying to say. I can get rid of Tierney and who am I brought in. So, again, we mentioned players like Rodden and the Pinada they plays. There's also Murray for Ross County. Looks like you can't remember that team, Rambo. You'll have to make a cut somewhere and have that player in. Yeah, if you look player. at me, Ada, Lama, Sima, you and they're all cheaper than Duke. So I think he wants to keep Duke. That's his point. He likes to keep Duke. So that's his man. So well, you have to take somewhere. Maybe on midfield. We'll he's quite happy with the midfielder. He's got four. Armstrong's put away at O'Hara, all quite pricey. Maybe make one of them a cheaper and then he can. Then keep Lopez in and maybe get a stronger yeah. bench. You've got to sacrifice somewhere at this yeah. point in the season. You're just going to, you can't have it all. Whereas the end of last season, you could. So it's just the nature of the game. This isn't like FPL. We don't price all, all nicely for you. So you get all the players on your team you want. We FPL done this year. This is like <laughs> hard to get your team in. Right, let's stop. Right. Best cheap bench options. This is for Samuel McFarland, 05. I come with Penis, Indaba, and Lennon Miller. So we mentioned the players, Samuel. I think we've Back look again. The three players I mentioned, don't we, don't, we, don't we covered in Daba and Lennon Miller? So they've both been playing. And Daba's been he's been playing the friendlies, he's been playing the friendlies. Yes. And Lennon Miller is a young guy coming through Motherwell, so he's quite young. I know he's played the cup games, but I don't know he's guaranteed to be playing every week in the season. So I wouldn't have thought so. Not ages, so and I especially to say something else. So it's just one. He's a decent player if he starts the season, but it's one to keep an eye on. Do we have any more questions? Is that us, Tony? I don't know. I think that's them all, yeah. That's them all. Wait a minute, we've got one here. Yep. That is it. That's it. That's all the questions done. So, again, there is no podcast next week, but we will be lively on Twitter, myself, Tony, and Tom. So, this tag is in. We're going to ask a question. Send us a draft. We can look at that and we can kind of evaluate, see if you're going wrong. See if there are any players there who are not playing, who you've got your team who might be lost out on and it's a wasted player. But I think yep. that's it. So, Donny, get your plugs in before we head off into sunset. I am at FFS underscore Donny on Twitter or X or whatever it's called this time tomorrow. I know, that, why is it called that? Is there a reason behind this? Just Musk, Elon Musk doing his, doing his thing. But uh, yeah, at FFS underscore Donny. Yep. Um, you get a good chat for me. Scout's at, scout. Tom's at FFS Scout and I'm at Fantasy Half. So what we'll plug again is the cup. has 19 spaces left. You've got to Thursday probably. To get in and fill it up, and then after that, I'll need to shut it down because I'll need to draw the cup before I go on holiday. So, there's plenty of spaces interested. Send me a DM or a reply to the tweet. I'll tweet again. There's a lot of people ask questions today and interacted on the t- tweets but haven't entered the cup. So, if you guys thought maybe there's no space, there's plenty of space. And like I mentioned before with Donnie, it's a two legged affair, so you're not going to have a week one. Nobody's got a chance. So, you've got two weeks, it'll be two legged all the way through to the final and then the first winner. Right, so that's us, Donnie. Say goodbye and Morovsky. Cheerio. Bye-bye.
Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.